Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Tuesday, May 13th, 2014. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Martin's um, Odyssey 7 picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, um, This evening, I welcome back saxophone is Martin Bloxon with a brand new CD called Odyssey 7. It's his seventh CD and um, it features saxophonist Marcus Anderson and flutist David Pitt Conley and more. Mar- uh, Martin, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So before we came on, I was teasing... Uh, <laughs> I was teasing Marcus about... I'm sorry, uh, Mar- Martin, excuse me about um, how he's just been releasing so many CDs, and um, he was saying that he took last year off. Well, you took 2013 off to do Odyssey 7, so you're you know, kind of busy still. But in 2012, you released three CDs, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat what I said to Martin, but <laughs> anyway, he's been very busy working on music. Um, so this new one is uh, how do you feel about this new one, Odyssey Seven? Uh, I had a lot of uh, fun uh, experimenting with different sounds and uh, you know just playing uh, different situations. Uh, so it was, it's it's to me it, as far as kicking all this stuff out as you would say is. Um, it's just like journaling, so it just captures these moments, different times of the year for me. So it's uh, you know another day, another song, but uh, so, you know, it was exciting and I had a lot of fun. Okay, so we talk to artists sometimes who say it takes them you know a year, two years, just to release one CD, and in 2012 you released three CDs. So I mean, how did you have to find time to do that? Well, like I said, it's it's a lifestyle. I think that um, for some, they, I think the key is like a few years ago, well, like a number of years ago, I learned one key thing is to get over myself. Because you can, and as musicians, we can uh, be perfectionists. And there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist, but you can get so caught up in trying to perfect stuff that you never get anything done. You never complete it. And, you you know, um, for me, writing is about being in the moment, capturing that moment, and keep it moving. So, um, you know, a lot of times people um, come up with ideas, but that's all they – they don't give birth to the ideas because they spend too much time uh, pondering and, and um, criticizing, you know, their own work. and So it just doesn't get done. But for me, I just got over myself. So that's, it's just become a, a lifestyle, 
a, another day, another song, another, you know, entry in my life's journal. So that's, you know, that's been my commitment to my own craft and trying to be pro, a prolific writer as an artist. You know, and I find this really interesting um, in, in 2012 that you released three CDs and the time, I mean, I mean, how much time did it take to do that for each CD? I'm, I mean, these were full CDs, not EPs. I'm pretty quick. Um, I, have a, I have a vision or a theme. Uh, and so, like I said, you've got, you've got so many days. You have to commit to it. I mean, you think about it. I mean, everybody, you make time for the things you want to make time for. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, you know, uh, if it's not football season, I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, okay. but you know, I, you know, I, 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 I do play, you know, perform some, and um, you know, teaching and stuff. But uh, I try to make sure that I try to write as much as possible, at least a couple of tunes a week, um, you know, and and just getting it down, documenting it. Okay, so now you you took all of 2013 to produce Odyssey Seven. So you kind of like took you took your time with that one? Um, not so much because it was done. It was for the most part it was done. 2013 was just a very weird year. If you look at some of the things that were happening, the government shut down. Yeah. I was gonna release it last year. It just seemed very, you know, it was just very off, you know. And if you're into the numbers thing, 13 represents chaos, mm-hmm. and it just didn't, you know, things didn't line up. I just didn't feel like, you know, even not to over-spiritualize things, but I just didn't feel like I, there was a release, and I feel like God was saying, go ahead and put it out there. So I just didn't move. I just decided I was going to sit and wait. And I'm glad I did because the next year, 2014, uh, signifies a lot of things for me. You know, um, It's 20 years, actually, uh, since my surgery. Um, it, you know, it's, it's 2014, it's two times seven, you know, if you want to look at completion. So I kind of feel like I'm in my second second stage of my life, you know, half of my life. So, you know, uh, my, actually the horn that I play, it turns a hundred. Okay. Uh, is a hundred years old this year. So it's just, you know, just the whole numbers thing for me. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, and, and really, and for, for a change in even emotionally and spiritually, I feel like I'm at a really good place. So I just feel, you know, released to go do, do, do a little bit more and try different things and, you know, uh, experiment with different sounds and just, you know, just take a step out. Okay. So now is it safe to say that Odyssey 7 was really completed in 2013, uh, 2012? No, 2013, but you just didn't release it until this year? Right. No, wait, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me go back. I meant Odyssey 7 was really completed in 2012, but you didn't really release it until this year well it was it was pretty much you know i could have put it out maybe i could have stopped at 10 songs i added a yeah. few in 2013 yeah. i said okay well maybe this will work too and you know they just kind of went along with with the theme overall and um and then you know i uh, just went ahead and just stopped tinkering with it you know okay. and decided i was going to put it out put it out okay Okay. All right. Now let's talk about you working with Marcus Anderson and um, Pick. How was that? Oh, awesome! You know they're great musicians. You know they're they're quick. You don't have to babysit them in the studio. They're pros, and you know, and they just they just do what they do. You know, it, it was an honor to have them on. You know, 
no questions asked. As soon as I asked him, yeah, sure, send me the file, and that we made it happen. I wish, you know, it would be nice if you could go back to the days where you were actually in a studio recording music um, as opposed to sending the files over the computer. Um, I, you know, I just, there used to be a show on TV uh, that came on BET, and I can't think of the name of it now, but it was the musicians in an actual studio recording music. And right. that, yeah, that, that would be nice if that would happen. Again. Yeah. Um, a lot of the energy that comes from it, though, uh, you know, I did have some people come over. You know, of course, if you're dealing with, you know, the distance thing, you know. Right, right. You know, it makes more sense if you really, you know, because of time restraints, distance restraints, definitely budget restraints, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just the way to do it. Otherwise, it's not going to get done or you'll have to settle for somebody else that you don't want, you know. So, um but for the most part, the core of uh, of the band that I that uh, plays with me, they're all here, so uh, they can come over and and, and uh, we get it done. Okay. All right. Now um, I definitely have to mention the CD cover. Most importantly, the font that's used for your name, <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to use the font on the promotional flyer that I did for the show, and I didn't know the name of the font, so I emailed Martin. I said, well, Martin, what is the name of this font um, for your name? And when he told me the name of the font, I said, you've got to be kidding. You can't be serious. What's the name of the font, Martin? What was it? Um, rats in the mailbox or something? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really? a graphics person. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not a graphics person, so I'm not really hip to all this stuff. So when I... Um, I sent a text to Warren Griggs, who does all my covers. Uh, you know, he sent this. What is the name? What was exactly the name of it? Is the, Rat Infested Mailbox is the name of the it. font. Rat on I, that was just that's crazy. That is just that I know. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that was that. That's the first I heard of it. You know, just last night. <laughs> but anyway, Rat Infested Mailbox. Anyway, um, I mean, it, wor- it works. It looks cool. But I like I don't it. I don't I don't get all of that. You know, I don't get the whole rat, you know. Yeah, I, I don't see that either. Rats and mailbox I, I, yeah. And the font. yeah, I don't see that either. I like fonts. I'm a fonts person, so um yeah, I would not have thought that would be the name of it. I thought it would have some type of script name in in it, but okay, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Something cuz it looks like a script font to me, you know, just but all right, that works. Okay. So now let me thank you personally for giving me and Cheryl a shout out on the liner notes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you two have been awesome, awesome, you know, over the last couple of years. And you've always continued to support me. So, you know, I always have to, you know, you never forget where you come from. You never forget those people that look out for you. So I thank you. Well, appreciate that. Um, let me welcome to the chat room, Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, and a guest just arrived. Welcome, guest. Thank you uh, for tuning in this evening. So um, the first song I want to play from the CD is Mia's song. Um, and I'm going to play it first, and then I want to talk to you about it after that. Okay. Okay, this is called Mia's song.
Okay, that was Mia's song, and that is a very special song. Um, please share that story, Martin. Um, uh, a while, well, a couple of years ago, or less than a couple of years ago, I had um, I had to go to a funeral, and the funeral was for a little girl who's uh, stillborn. I never. You know, I've been to a lot of funerals, you know, and the older we get, we go to funerals and their home goings and, the, you know, you get used to it after a while. But mm-hmm. in this case, I had never seen anything. I, and when I when I was at the at the gray site, uh, I'd never seen a coffin so small. Mm-hmm. And 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 I was, as I was watching the pastor try to comfort the family and give the words of encouragement uh, and, and, and to give a eulogy, you really can't, you just never really have, when a child dies, you just don't have the words, the proper words to say. It doesn't matter because it just, you know, to me, it just, you never know what the child is going to be like. You never got a chance to really see what the child's personality was going to be like uh, that soon. And uh, it was just that feeling that kind of gripped me. I was like, there was no words. And, uh, I tried to capture writing this this tune. I even tried, made an attempt at writing lyrics, but there were just no words to, um, you know, just I just couldn't come up with anything. But but I had this melody that kind of was kind of you know uh, it just kind of haunted me a little bit. So, um, and the more I started thinking about it, I said, "There's got to be," you know, I'd, I'd pray and say, "God, there's got to be a better explanation for this," and. And that's necessarily saying this is what he said to me, but this is how I was feeling. And it's just to make myself even feel better about it. I kind of had this picture of when, when babies die mm. or where they pass away, it's like they're given a chance to, to change their minds. If they want to, if they want to go ahead and go ahead and live life or, but they have, you have an expiration time. If you stay down here too long, you'll forget how to fly. Mm. And, and, you know, that, that made me feel better about it. So the theme, you know, of, of I could just kind of imagine, you know, babies that, that decide not to stay here or that God calls back early, this, especially that early, that, you know, they decided they would, they just wanted to go back home and uh, back to heaven and, and, and fly and, 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 and live, live the good life, you know, live the life eternally up there. So uh, that's how I kind of came up with the, um, uh, with the, the theme and the melody and and I just uh, I usually don't play if you listen to a lot of the records I do I usually don't play you don't hear me playing soprano saxophone that often but mm-hmm. to me it kind of it was like the baby's voice oh wow wow when you um after you wrote the song and you played it for the first time what what were your feelings I <laughs> played it for someone the the person for the family or um, just you just personally listening back yeah it 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 just really gripped me and you know and I was just hoping that I was doing doing the the piece justice mm-hmm. the, to give an honest um you know a, a natural and honest display of the song and being able to convey a feeling you know um I had a friend that just heard heard the CD, gave me a call and said, "Hey man, that's that's the best song on there. That's the best thing I've ever heard you do." And I'm like, "Okay." 
He goes, man, whoever that man is must have done a number on you. I said, it doesn't have to be a woman all the time. <laughs> and so I kind of explained the t- and told him the story behind it. He was like, wow, maybe that's what really gripped me. Mm. You know, mm. so, um, you know, I hope that, you know, I hope that there's something in each. I hope someone is able to take something from everything that I, that I, that I write and, you know, and, and record. So ultimately, um, you know, those are just my feelings about the whole situation. And, um, and I, you know, I just hope that it blessed the family as yeah. well. And you playing the, the um, soprano sax on that instead of the tenor, was that a big adjustment for you? Um, I just feel like for the most part, you know, certain, you know, certain horn players, they just gravitate toward you. I think the horns choose the person based on personality, you know, um, you know, Marcus Anderson, you know, he's definitely an alto man, you know, uh, where, you know, I feel like I'm an all tenor guy, you know, and those are my heroes that, you know, the guys that came before me, they're all tenor men, you know. So um, step playing soprano for me is a little bit unnatural, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, but uh, I think uh, hopefully I was able to uh, paint the picture, you know, of a story behind it. And, um, you know, it was just the, the right voice for that piece, I thought. Well, I want to share that Mia is the granddaughter of a, a, a mutual friend of ours. Her name is Cheryl. She is in the chat room, and the song was written for her granddaughter. It's beautifully, beautifully done, Martin. And um, I'm sure that the family um, enjoyed that as well. So great song, great song. All right. Okay, so now um, the next song I want to play is the one with uh, Marcus Anderson. Um, tell me about that one. Um, this is like one of those songs that I wish I wrote. This is the only cover <laughs> of the song, this particular song, um, uh, written by M. Tume. A lot of people think it was written by Donnie, uh, Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack, but it was, you know, it was uh, written by M. Tume. And uh, just always a great tune. So I you know, I just thought I would want to do a rendition. And instead of, you know, having vocals like Donnie and, uh, and Roberta, I would do it, uh, with an alto saxophone and a tenor saxophone. So, uh, then, uh, also Pitt Conley is playing flute on it, uh, in the background as well, but, uh, it features, features Marcus and myself. Yeah, I like Pick. We've interviewed him, and it was I enjoyed his music um, as well. All right, this is called Back Together Again from Martin Bloxon's new CD, Odyssey 7. You can find it on Amazon and his website. It's not on your website yet, right? Not yet. It'll okay. be even the next day or so. Okay, but you can find it on Amazon. This is Back Together Again.
Back Together Again featuring Marcus Anderson and David Pick Conley. I like that one a lot, dancing in my chair over here. Very nice, very nice. All right. Now, you mentioned that you did not want to put vocals to this um, particular song, but you are singing on this CD. And um, how, why did you decide to do more vocals on this one than usual um, as opposed to your other CDs? Uh, I, it's just how they came out. Um, you know, maybe this year I probably, or that around that time when I was writing, I had more to say <laughs> lyrically as opposed to uh, music, you know, just musically with the horn. So, um, you know, uh, a lot of these are love themed, uh, on, on this particular, uh, project. So and it goes along with it. I think it's just, uh, like I said, I keep going back to another day, another song, another entry in my life's musical journal. So, uh, yeah, why not? Um, a long time ago, Walter Beasley told me when we were you know, back in the Berkeley school days, you know, do everything you can do. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess at this point, that's another area that I had to get over myself, you know, as far as, you know, being a little hesitant about singing and opening my mouth and and so forth. I'm going to, you know, at this point, uh, I'm getting closer to being half a hundred. So, I mean, I might as well. I'm just going to do it. You know, I don't care, you know, anymore. It's, and, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just at a free, I, I just feel a freedom right now. I just sort of really good place. So, I mean, it doesn't even matter what anybody thinks about stuff. You know, I just want to just do it and, and try it, you know, do more and step out in whatever God has for me. So, Martin, do you consider yourself a prolific writer, or do you have writer's block sometimes? I haven't had block ever. I mean, really? I just, okay. I, you know, I, 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 it's it's never it's never happened. You know, I, it's back to getting over yourself again. You know, just okay. complete it. Just complete it. If you feel it, just expound on it. You, you know, I think a lot of times artists uh, abort their 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 children so to speak when they have an idea and a great idea they don't develop it and so they'll get to you know picking over it and trying to decide you know it's like trying to decide before your child is born i want my child to be a doctor you know you can't do that mm-hmm. you just have to let it you just have to let it take its course and let life end up you can always guide it and so that's the, the same approach that i've been taking with my music because you can end up uh, just ruining everything. So, you know, the best thing is to commit to it, no matter whether you think it's whack or not. You know, you commit to it and try to finish it and see what happens. And, uh, and, and, and that's, that, that's, you know, that way of thinking has always worked for me. So I, I don't, you know, tend not to stifle myself or, uh, you know, stunt my creativity by, by pondering over stuff anymore. Just get it done. Just do it. Now, how long have you been writing music? I've been writing since 14. I was 14, 14 years old. So. Okay. And now, how long do you think it took you to find your sound? Uh, my sound, um, that, that's, that's a question in itself. Uh, I, I don't think that, I've, I don't think that um, I've ever had a sound, made, or, or some people may think I do or whatever, but, um, you know, the, the key for me is just to experiment try using different sounds of different instruments, different, uh, you know, with, with technology, the different uh, sounds that are available to you in, in terms of software or, uh, you know, even culturally, 
you know, try to try to expose yourself to different cultures so that that stuff can, you know, it's all part of your experience, your personal experience, and, and don't be afraid to go there. You know, I, I try, try to do that even with languages. You know, on the last CD, I did something that, uh, with um, a young lady um, from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this time, you know, I do a little bit. There's a song on there that's, that's a little French and, and English. So as far as the sound, it's just, you know, whatever the song calls for, but I don't, I don't limit myself anymore. So, you know, I think back to again, get over yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? Now, to piggyback on that, do you ever go back and listen to your music and decide that you should have done something else after the fact or that you hear some imperfections in the music and you're okay with it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Every day, you know, and usually the stuff that I hate the most or not necessarily hate, but just dislike or not, whatever, um, you know, those are the ones that people like the most. <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, you just have to get over yourself, you know, at that point, because if I sat around and picked over stuff, nothing would ever come out. Let's get done. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I have I have friends that have been working on the same album for years and years. And say, man, it's coming out this year, and it's been years. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a friend, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's had, like, all kinds of famous people on his records, you know, and he's worrying about himself and the stuff that he's doing, uh, but he has not put this record out. And I said, you know, my thing is, for me, and back to the whole journaling thing, I, you know, I have a son. And, you know, I always think that at one of these days, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be going away. God called me home and I'm going to be in the ground. But I don't want my son to have to go to the, you know, if he feels like some days, you know, even sometimes I feel like I need to go to the, you know, the the grave site to just feel my dad, you know, even though Mm -hmm. I know he's not there. We do Mm -hmm. that. But I don't want that for my son. Mm -hmm. I want him to be able to say, you know what, I'm going through something. My dad's not here. Maybe I'll listen to one of his records. Maybe, you know, maybe that I can speak to him somewhere, something in any one of these things that I've recorded, that there's something special for him, you know, a message or he can hear from me then, you know. So life is just too short and we just never know. So, you know, the more that we can as artists to leave our mark and to leave our legacy and to leave our experience here, you know, do it. Because otherwise, what good is music going to do you in your hard drive? Yeah, 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 I agree. I hear you. I have a question for you from Ollie in the chat room. He wants to know what other horn players do you like other than Marcus? For the most part, um, alive. (laughs) Most of the people I like are dead. (laughs) That's terrible. Uh, But, uh, you know, um, for compositional and and playing, one of my favorites is uh, Wayne Shorter. He's still alive, thank God. Uh, uh, Sonny Rollins, of course, still alive. Um, you know, of course, you you know, as a saxophonist, you listen to all the greats that you can. You know, Sonny Stitt, you know, Parker, and you know, you can go on and on and on. Um, but uh, I would say those two are my favorite horn players: uh, Sonny Rollins and, and Wayne Shorter. Okay. All right. Um, I think this next song I'm going to play for me, my love. Um, I think you sent this to me. Uh, what, maybe last, last year? year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, toward the end of last year. That yeah, was one of the ones so. that were added late. 
Ah, okay. Well, I'm going to play that one next. Tell me about that. Um, this, uh, I decided that I, for a change, I was going to just really focus on lyrics mm-hmm. and melody. I think that, um, you know, some folks have heard me say this before, that I tried to look at some of the music written on paper. And if you listen to look at a lot of uh, music, modern day music and their melodies, if you write them down on paper, they're really ugly to look at. Whereas there was good, well-written, beautiful melodies, even if you go back to the Gershwin stuff or throughout history, the music with beautiful melodies and even classical music, it looks, it looks sexy on paper with okay. you know, the streamlines and the way the intervals are in, uh, in the melodies. And, um, and so I just kind of wanted to, to try to um, commit to, to, to writing nice melodies and uh, with, with, with lyrics that just have some kind of meaning. And even with the chord changes, I wanted to just, you know, uh, not, not uh, dumb down as a lot of uh, music uh, and artists do today. And they, they, you know, with, with the amount of chords, they don't use that many chords anymore. So I just threw caution to the wind, and this is what I came up with. And you're singing this? Yes, I am. And you have a really nice voice. I have to let oh, you know thank that. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very you so nice much. voice. I like this song. I loved it when you sent this to me. Uh, Cheryl and I both fell in love with this song. This is For Me, My Love. I got it back 
For me, my love, from Martin Bloxon's brand new CD, Odyssey 7. Martin, have you ever thought about switching gears and doing a standards or an R&B CD? Uh, R&B, I think that standards, I mean, I've done, I've done some, some standards in the past, especially if you look back at the uh, other side of Blue CD. 
Um, you know, but uh, I, I like, you know, I, I love standards. Um, there'll probably be more of that to come. Um, I have another one coming out. Uh, I hate to say it, you're going to bust on me again. But <laughs> I have another another one coming out later on this year. And not necessarily standards, but um, I have a new project later on, slated for later on this year to fall, called The Road to Damascus. And um, I decided I was going to keep it really simple and organic. And what I'm doing basically is um, doing a bunch of public domain hymns, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to perform them like standards. I'm going to arrange them that way. It's a very simple imp- instrumentation with acoustic piano, uh, uh, acoustic bass, and and drums and, and vocals, and and that's that's it. With uh, but I'm going to give it that that standard feel, and uh, but it, you know, look out for that later on this year. Wow. Okay. I can even see hear your voice doing the gospel project as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we, you know, we all we all you know, we all grow up in church, so it's it's all a part yeah. of me, you know. So, you know, from from the standards, it's all, you know, everything that I do is is uh, you know, music that's affected me or impacted my life one way or another, you know. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a question about Gregory Porter. Um, With his recent uh, success and him winning a Grammy for his CD, Liquid Spirit, do you think more artists would jump on the jazz vocal bandwagon? Um, I would hope so, but, I mean, he's he's, he's actually a treat for me. I mean, he's just bare bones, honest. You know, uh, just a storyteller, fabulous storyteller, mm-hmm. um, and, and his voice is his instrument. You know, it's it's very, it's very true. It's very pure, and uh, you know, man, I wish I could sing like that dude. He's awesome. But uh, I, I would, I would, I hope that that at least what he's doing, you know, the, these kids can hear him and maybe start investigating, you know, and exploring uh, musically a little deeper. Um, but yeah, I would hope so. Okay. But looking at the state of affairs and the, the, the time that we're living in, it's not looking too good. Mm. Well, we just have to keep hope alive. That's all keep we hope can do. alive. All right. So um, you mentioned that you are working on some gigs, some dates. Um, anything you can tell us? Yes, I have a performance coming up at the American Theater, uh, July twenty seventh, um, from seven. PM to nine, and it's going to be a great night. Um, have some great musicians. Uh, some of them that played on the on the project. Uh, Levon Rushing, great bass player. Um, I have Sonia Durant, who also pre- appears on the uh, CD uh, as well, doing a duet with me on this one and the last project, actually. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great night. July twenty okay. seventh. And where is that located, the venue? This is the American Theater in Hampton, Virginia. Okay, cool. All right, if you're in the area, go check Martin out um, for that date. All right, so I'm going to close the show with feeling a kind of way. Tell me about this. Um, this was kind of, it started like a, you know, it, it feels like an R&B thing, so it's like, it, it reaches into that 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 part of me that is R and B, almost has that uh, Teddy Pendergrass kind of feel to it a little bit, but uh, 
yeah, it was just one of those written on one of those strange nights. Uh, whatever that kind of way is to you. I mean, I'll let you decide that, but that's how I was feeling. This was my kind of way that night. But anyway, uh, hope you like it. All right. Well, thank you again, Martin, for giving uh, me an opp- another opportunity to speak with you. I'm looking forward to that next CD that's dropping in, what, tomorrow sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> it's out now. Yeah. No, not this one. The next one that you said yeah. will be coming out at the end of the year. September, but, yeah. October. Wow. I swear, I just, you know, we've interviewed a lot of artists, but I don't think we've interviewed an artist that released so many CDs as you do. I don't think well, we it's, have. It's just, a, it's just a decision, and that's all it is. It's a decision to be prolific and allow myself to be as transparent with my emotions and my creativity. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I've just made a decision that I'm not going to let anything stop me from from being productive and, and, and as much as I preach uh, being uh, prolific to other artists, you know, younger artists that are coming up, you know, I can only lead by example. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, you know, hopefully I can keep this up as, you know, as long as, you know, God willing. And hopefully it inspires other people because I'm not that talented. You know, it's just that I'm, you know, I've been, I've got a good work ethic that was instilled to me by my parents. And, um, you know, and, and that's it. You know, I, I just work with what God gives me and I just just made a decision to keep going. And that's all I can say to anybody else. You know, there are people with much more talent, but just unfortunately, they just won't do anything because they they still have to get over themselves. So, well, I've, I've told this I said this to another um, artist that we interviewed, but I really admire you guys, um, the way that you your work ethic and the time that you take to to put music together and release a project and, you know, the time you spend to do all of that. And, and I just, I admire you for that. I mean, you give us great music to listen to all the time. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And well, thank before you. I do let you go, I wanted to ask you about your students because you're a teacher. Tell us about that. Uh, I, I, teaching is a passion of mine. And I think that, you know, as I older as I get, I'm starting to embrace the fact that this is this teaching phase of my life. You know, this is where it's time to give back and, and make some use of my life while I'm here, time I'm here. But, you know, um, and back to what I was saying about, you know, being prolific and everything or, uh, or as far as teaching uh, the music to, to the kids, you know, you, if I don't practice, you can't give away what you don't have. And so I have to lead by example once again. If I'm not practicing, how can I tell the, the kids to practice? Or, you know, so I have to constantly be working. And, and, I, and, and one thing I love about teaching is that the more I talk about the fundamentals, it keeps them at the forefront. And uh, so, it, you know, I'm learning as much about people and how they learn. And as much as I, at the same time, I'm learning about myself and I'm reminding myself and regurgitating it things that I've learned throughout my, my career is I give it, uh, I pass it on to the others. So it's yeah. very fulfilling for me, you know, so uh, the kids that keep me, they keep me on my toes. I'm sure. So I'm sure. Thing. And I, I saw a post uh, about one of your students that just uh, got a scholarship. Yes. Yep. Every year, you know, one of my kids, it's, it's hard to let go. You know, when you have them for a couple of years, <laughs> I don't want you to grow up. So I, I'm sounding like a, like an old mother hen. But, uh, yeah, um, Elliot Miller at York High School, uh, he'll be attending uh, Catawba in uh, Carolina. Great school, got a great music program. 
And I'm uh, just, you know, just honored to have been his, his, his instructor for the last couple of years. And, you know, uh, hopefully they'll come back, you know, uh, after I've had, I'm starting to get to that point now where some kids after, after, you know, they finish their undergrad, they come back, even though they're working, some of them are working on their master's. You know, I've had some students come back and they're still taking lessons. So that's a great thing when they come back, you know, hopefully I oh, have, yeah. more have to, to give to give uh give that they you know hopefully they hadn't learned too much <laughs> you know, they yeah come back to me. yeah okay and what about adult lessons are you doing those as well yes i have a few adult lessons uh students um that the more i guess the more i do um you know god keeps bringing them back to you know yeah. bringing them to yeah. me as they go on you know but it's just you know the more i do the more people come and are interested in what I'm doing. So, and want to, you know, want to learn stuff for themselves. So, you know, you're never, never too old to learn. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's life, it's life and you have to just keep learning. And hopefully that, you know, I never get too big to, for my britches to think that I can't, you know, I can't learn something every day. So. Okay. So if you are taking on new students, let everyone know how they can contact you. They can contact me uh, via my website uh, at info at martinbloxon.com. All right, cool. And Ollie says to keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Ollie. All right. All right, Martin, thank you again. I appreciate it. Love always thank having you, you on. Um, so congratulations on this new CD. Again, it's called Odyssey 7. It is available now on Amazon. Um, you can follow Martin on Twitter at mbloxon. Are you on Instagram? Uh, yes, Mr. Chunky Raven 46. I know that's a oh. lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chunky Raven 46 on um, Instagram, and you can find him on Facebook as well. Thank you again. I appreciate it, Martin. Love you to death, and looking forward to that new CD as well. As, as again, I'm going to close the show with Feeling a Kind of Way. Thanks to Cheryl and Ollie J for tuning in. Ollie, thank you for your questions. I appreciate it. And for the guests for listening, thank you again. Um, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. This is Feeling a Kind of Way. Bye, Martin. Take care. Take care. God bless.
to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.